The Bitch is Back by popular demand, and the bitch is happy to be here. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Kobe Warner, and this is Koblizzy, but you already knew that. As per usual, we're going to get right into the song of the week, but before that, I have been absent for three weeks. I know, it's been three excruciating long weeks without you. I haven't been able to speak to you, haven't been able to tell you my favorite song, and so I'm very happy to be back. I was traveling, and now I'm not, so here I am, and I just didn't want to like try to half-ass an episode, and I didn't pre-tape any, and so I just didn't post. But a three-week hiatus did me well, because now I literally have so much to talk about. Um, and so, yeah, as per usual, we're going to start with the song of the week. Uh, there's a couple. The first one is, you don't want to cut if it's not with me. Hey, you don't get this love from nobody else. I'm the only one you know who take control. I know you know. Tori Kelly put out a new EPT. EPT? <laughs> EBT? She put out a new EBT car, y'all. You should go check it out. Um, she put out a new EP aptly titled Tori. And it is hit after hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. And this amazing remix of the first single. The first single from the EP was called Missing You. It's been a long... I was about to sing Charlie Puth. It's been... <laughs> it's been a long night without you my friend how does the missing you go missing you why did i just sing charlie poo i have no idea um anyway it's been a perfect night it's because it starts the same way kind of it's been a. it's been a perfect night missing you was raining purple skies in my room me and you you i and she put this uh r&b edit um because the first one's more poppy she put this r&b edit on the ep like as a bonus track eight that's my favorite song besides cut and besides shelter and besides unbelievable i really like unbelievable off the top of my head or what are the other songs um you don't want to cut if it's not with me it's just such a hit like i don't even know alive if i die is a banger um i mean truly every song's gun the other song's young gun that's not my favorite but i love all the other ones so much that we're we're cooling like that ep is amazing it's really a solid solid project and I want to see Tori Kelly in concert in Atlanta. I tried to sign up, or I did sign up for the pre-sale the other day, but when I opened it, I was like 30 minutes late, and I fully think they had closed it already. So, we'll see. Um, but anyway, this EP is amazing. Love Tori Kelly. And the next song of the week is Angel by Halle Bailey. Um, it's her first solo single, and it's so good. It's so good. And um, everybody's joking online. They're like, Hallie just did not want us to be able to sing along with her because the chorus just gets really, really high. <laughs> it gets really high. And I guess she just didn't want anybody to sing along. Um, but it's like, it's a good song. It's like, it's it's very Hallie. I really didn't know what the vibe of her solo was, uh, her solo music was going to be. I know Chloe and Hallie music, but I didn't know... And I know Chloe music, of course, but I knew Hallie probably wasn't going to go the Chloe route. And I knew she probably wasn't going to sound like Chloe and Hallie. So I just didn't know where she was going to put her beautiful siren vocals. And she found a little niche for her in this like kind of it's it's pop, I would say, I would think, you know, but um, it's like it's tailored to her. It's not a song that I, I think you would hear somebody else make. So Angel, it's a great first single, in my opinion, for Halle Bailey. 
So love that. And there's one more song of the week that I've been obsessed with. So I just have to mention it. Never can say goodbye. I never can say goodbye. By the Jackson 5 is so Gorgina. And little Michael was just singing his face off. Um, when I went to New York City for Pride this year, uh, Bella was showing me some some older Michael Jackson songs that I didn't know, like Blood is on the dance floor, blood is on a knife, that's a really good song that I just suddenly cannot remember the words to. Um, but she was showing me that one, and like Chicago, na na na, finish Chicago, on my mind. I don't. That one's like a unreleased track, like it was released like posthumously, but it was a banger. And the chorus, da, 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 I don't know the words. Why am I trying to sing shit I don't know the words to? <laughs> just a goofball. Just consistently silly. Anyway, but me and Bella talking about some of that like 90s Michael and then Chicago, which is like 2000 something. Um, it made me go back and listen to little Michael music, like his first album, like Ben and The Greatest Show on Earth. And... Is that what the album's called? I know that one's called Ben, but is the other one called Greatest Show on Earth? It was the greatest show on earth. Um, I listened to this music back in high school. I don't know if y'all remember this. When I was in high school, Zendaya had an app, and she put all her favorite Michael Jackson albums like in a little story. Oh, Greatest Show on Earth is a song from Ben. So I'm just tripping. Anyway, Zendaya put all her favorite Michael Jackson albums on a thing on her app, and I went and listened to them. Oh, got to be there, got to da, 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 in the morning. Oh, I want to be where you are. Oh, I want to be that song. I don't got to be there da, 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 in a small way. <laughs> Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Rock and Robin, do, 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 do rock and Robin. And then they cover you got, you got a friend. Like, are you kidding me? Hit after hit after hit after hit. And that's Michael Jackson's early albums. That's I'm talking about Jackson 5. Never Can Say Goodbye is... I don't know what album that's from. Never Can Say Goodbye. No, 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 no. I never can say goodbye. Back in the day, everybody just covered all the same songs. So I'm like, damn, you search Never Can Say Goodbye with no artists and 25 people come up. Maybe Tomorrow. That's where Never Can Say Goodbye came from. Anyway... So, I don't know if me and Bella talked about these songs. We're talking about some different songs. But this our conversation prompted me to go back and listen to all this old Michael Jackson. And that's the tea, honey bee. Never can say goodbye. The vocals were just so gorgeous back then because people had to sing because there was no auto-tune. <laughs> so, there was no processing. You just had to be able to sing on the tape recorder. Um, so, those are the songs of the week. And I have tons of pop topics to talk about. I don't know if I've coined the term, but that's what I'm going to say. It's not hot topics, it's pop topics. So lots of pop topics to talk about. But first, I must talk about the wildfires that are happening or that have happened in Hawaii. Um, When you're watching this, it will have been a couple of days ago now. But um, oh my goodness, Um, over 100 people have died in a wildfire on Maui and the entire town of Lahaina, I believe is how you say it, um, has been burned. And I read up a lot of articles about the situation and just about how it transpired, how it got that bad. 
And it's truly just devastating. It, it was a combination of a wildfire at one of the highest points of the island, if not the highest. I think it might have been the highest point of the island. But a wildfire starting up there in combination with like 80, 90 mile per hour winds that were coming from a hurricane that was in the ocean, an extraneous natural disaster. The winds were blowing at the fire and it blew embers and the embers blew from where the wildfire was and spread and then it was you know very quickly uncontainable now the first sighting of a wildfire according to an article i read was at six o'clock in the morning and for nine hours the fire people um the firefighters deemed the fire quote 100 percent contained is what i read um and then of course it broke out but the thing about fire is, um, again, this is all from articles that I read. I learned it can spread in, in a mile a minute, literally. So, you know, the fire could be two miles away from you, and within a minute it could be at your house. And so um, w- when people say, oh, it spreads like wildfire, that's not just an expression. Or, I mean, it is an expression, but it's, it's an expression for a reason. Fire can spread fast. And so the thing about an island, when you're waterlocked, you know, it's you are – you ain't got many options and if you aren't with you ain't got time to prepare to to evacuate you know it's kind of like not everybody has a boat you know you can't book a flight you know out of the wildfire and um i read that they didn't sound the evacuation alarms because a lot of people would go to the highest point of the island because that's usually how they get away from hurricanes or try and so if they hear that alarm, they would think to go high. And if you went up high, that's where the fire was. And so I don't think they even sound the evacuation alarms. It's just a tragedy. But over 100 people have passed away. And a lot of people, a lot more people have lost their homes and their belongings and their livelihoods. Um, and so I'm going to include some places you can donate in my link tree at koblizzy.com if you would like to support monetarily. If you aren't able to support financially, I highly suggest you look up articles and do research and, and learn and understand because I just think that um, we're going to be seeing a lot of these wildfires in the coming future with the way the environmental situation is. And so, you know, it's important to be prepared and to know what to do, you know, or know what they're going to tell you to do in the event of a wildfire. Um, obviously, I don't know where you live and if this affects your climate, but I'm like, shit, anything can catch on fire. Speaking of fire, and like I said, just a moment of silence um, for all the victims of the fire and their families. Uh, it's a terrible tragedy. Um and I'm sure very traumatic. There was like accounts of people being seen running into the ocean trying to escape fire. And that just sounds terrifying. It sounds like a horror movie. Um, so yeah, uh, deep, deep sympathy. And like I said, if you can donate, do it. Um, you can look up places on your own. Or like I said, there'll be places in koblizzy.com. With that being said, um, a related hot topic, not really a pop topic. Um, Unfortunately, it's a hot topic, pun not intended, but the pun's there. Because July, this month, or this last month, was the hottest month ever recorded on Earth in history, as confirmed by NASA. Saw that online a couple of days ago, so I thought I'd just let you know, if you hadn't seen that, it's hot as hell. And if you can't feel it outside, which I've been able to, it's hot as hell in Georgia, um, 
it's just hot. <laughs> it's really, really hot. When I went uh, home, I visited uh, my hometown, like southern Georgia, more south than I live now. It was even hotter there. And then after that, I went up to Minnesota for my cousin's wedding. And it was a lot cooler up there, at least for the days that I was there. But baby, it's hot down here. Down south, we cooking. Go make some eggs on the sidewalk if you wanted to. Um, so yeah, hottest month in history last month. Um, it seems like that might be a trend too. So I don't know. It's like, I can't like say like, oh, like recycle your plastic bottles and, you know, drive your car less and we're going to save the earth because it's really like the freaking, uh, the plants and the fossil fuel companies. Those are the people who need to get on board with, we're killing the earth because they make up for 70 plus percent of all carbon emissions. Um, not us. And so, you know, we can do everything we can and they're still damning us. And so I almost feel like my hands are tied, but you know, all we can do is do the best we can personally and vote. Jesus, please vote, vote, V-O-T-E vote. If you hear me and you're over the age of 18 and you're not a felon and you've paid your taxes or whatever you have to do to vote, please go to vote.org or whatever. Just register to vote and vote, please, please, please. Also, felons should be able to vote. If felons have to pay taxes, why can't they vote? Also, my computer's dying, so pause. Play. <laughs> that is so funny. I'm literally just going to edit all that. Pause play. Anyway, hot as hell. It's hot as hell. Everywhere, apparently. On Earth. So, I, like I said, tons of pop topics to talk about. So, I mean, shit, I've been gone three weeks. Like, I, and I'm like, the world was not stopping for me. You know, the world does not stop spinning because I went on a couple trips. The internet has been on fire with the most ridiculous of controversies. First of all, just to recap on Doja Cat, she's really doubling down on like this, oh, like, I am who I am, da-da-da thing. And I don't know. Like, I appreciate a unique artist. I appreciate edgy artistry. Like, I remember when Lady Gaga dropped and everybody thought she was a Satanist with a penis. And I'm like, yes! You know what I mean? Like, I was living for it, always. I love weird people. With Doja Cat, I can't... I don't quite get it all the way. Like, it's not that I'm mad she shaved her head. She looks cute. It's not that I'm mad she shaved her eyebrows off. Good for you. Like, I'm no drag queens. It's no. I'm not a stranger to no eyebrows. It's none of the things that she's doing that makes her all. It's this, like, it seems like she either, like, really doesn't want to be famous anymore or, I mean, even though her new song uh, says she must be famous. And I love Paint the Town Red. I love attention. I think all of her art is fantastic. That's why I'm still talking about it. What I'm stuck on is, like, what is her problem? She just, I don't, she, I feel like she has a lot of aggression at the people who, fund her life and her you know what I mean like I'm not saying she has to kiss the feet of her fans because they buy her music or stream it I'm not saying that but I also maybe wouldn't go out of my way to criticize them in a way that is like unkind she literally was like I mean it was a good read like if she was on the reading challenge on drag race she would have won but I still can't get over that tweet where she was like, oh, yeah, if you ha if you call yourself a kitten, please get out of your parents' basement and start helping them with the rent. Like, I mean, again, a read, but like, uh, like a, like a read, like a, where's the fan? Where's the fan? That's, that's a read, honey. <laughs> but I just don't understand why is she so mad at those people? And if you are, like, for whatever reason, I just feel like she don't want to be famous. I don't really get that. I don't really have anything to, like, talk about. I just saw, like, she posted something on her Instagram story, like, yesterday. 
And she was like, watching people unfollow me makes me so happy because I know I'm weeding out the people who da 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 da. And I was like, I mean, shit. The same way she says we don't have to like, which she's right. You don't have to like artists. You just listen to their music and you don't like them. She, There's a viral video of her saying that. I agree with that. But also, does not the same standard apply to your fans? You don't have to fucking like your fans. <laughs> you don't have to like them. But I don't know if I would go out of my way to tell them that. Just as a business strategy. I'm just saying. Anyway, Doja Cat. So, I mean, I'm Wendy Williams. Clap if you think Doja Cat's in the wrong. I think I think her sentiments are correct. We are not her friends. We don't have to like the people's music. We don't have like we don't have to like the people that make our favorite songs. But we also the same standard applies to her. You don't have to like the people that are streaming your music. But why are you going out of your way to tell them that? They're paying for it. You know, I'm just saying. Like if I was a rich person, I would not want to continue to mess with my rich bag. Like if I was rich, I'd want to stay rich. You know? If you're broke, you don't want to stay broke. If you're rich, you want to stay rich. Probably. I don't know why you wouldn't. Um. Anyway, so that's not even on my list. I just saw that earlier. What I wanted to talk about is Beyonce coming to Atlanta. I just told y'all I was at my cousin's wedding in Minneapolis, which was beautiful. Congratulations, Chase and Stephanie. But um, that's why I went to the Renaissance World Tour in Nashville about a month ago is because I knew I wasn't going to be able to make it this weekend. So I didn't know she was playing Friday, Saturday, Monday. So she, I thought she was just playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like a weekend. Because everybody's saying, oh, Beyonce weekend, BTL, BTL, Beyonce weekend. Um, so why are we flying home from the wedding on Monday after she played the Friday and Saturday shows? And she has a, a show Monday night. And I'm sitting in the car. My parents are driving us home from the airport. And I'm on Ticketmaster looking at nosebleed tickets, like, last minute, trying to see if maybe there was a cheap floor one, you know, to see if, like, maybe I should show up to this Beyonce show just, like, last minute tonight just to, like, see the concert again, you know? And you know what? I was like, ugh, Kobe, like, there's been rumors about her going on another American leg of the tour. And I was like, Kobe, save your coins to see her then, da-da-da-da-da. I just talked myself out of buying a last-minute ticket to see her in Nashville. I was like, Kobe, you just saw her, I mean, uh, buying a last-minute ticket to the Atlanta show. Night three, night three. If you're a fan, you know why three is important. Big three, night three. So um, I'm like, shit, Kobe, you don't got to go to night three. You just saw her in Nashville a month ago in row, row four, seat number one of the 100s. That's a good enough seat. You live. She's probably going to announce another leg. Da, 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 da. I'm just telling myself all this. Don't buy the ticket, Kobe. Don't buy the ticket. You just saw the show. Like, why would you want to watch it from the nosebleeds when you had a good seat? Like, just saying all this stuff to myself, trying to convince myself not to buy a ticket last minute to the Renaissance World Tour. Why the fuck did this bitch play the big three as in dangerously in love, thick, and all up in your mind at night three in Atlanta? What I'm thinking to be a reward for the first two nights winning the mute challenge. Because they won. Tampa was loud as fuck. And I don't think anybody else is going to be as quiet as Atlanta until maybe Houston. Why the fuck did she? Beyonce played Drunk in Love and Thick and All Up in Your Mind on night one in Sweden or Stockholm or wherever the fuck she was at once. And then she never played the sequence of those three songs again until Monday fucking night in Atlanta. I was so that I did not buy those last minute nosebleeds or whatever to <laughs> so... <laughs> when I saw that 
whenever I saw Monday night, Tuesday morning, when I woke, whenever I saw that, I literally wanted to be like a straight man and go punch a hole in the wall. I was so mad. I was like, are you kidding? Y'all don't know. If, 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 if it's not an indicator about by how much I talk about Beyonce in this podcast, how much I love her, I love that lady from the bottom of my feet to the top of my head. I love Beyonce. I love her. I love her. I love her. I should have worn, I got my Renaissance t-shirt. I should have worn that. I'm wearing Taylor Swift today. Um, I just looked down and realized I'm talking about how much I love Beyonce with three Taylors on my shirt. I love Taylor Swift too, but I love Beyonce. Like, Beyonce is one of those people I don't think I could, like, if they said if you could only have one artist for the rest of your life and you can't have anybody else, who are you picking? Beyonce. Beyonce. Because, I I don't know, it's just like a special connection that I have with Beyonce. She's a performer, and I just, I want to study her every move. She's one of those people that you just, you never want to look away from her when she's on stage because you want to catch everything, you know? And you want to catch it all. I love her. Oh, my God. I love her. So I was really mad that I did not get tickets to see her do the legendary. At the end of Drunken Love. It was really bad. At the end of Drunken Love. Um, I was really mad that I didn't. But, you know, I live. But I probably will never see that sequence live. So that kind of makes my heart cry a little bit. There's two other things I want to talk about. At the Formation World, bitch, I just said the Formation World Tour. At the Renaissance World Tour, um, night two, Candy, first of all, Candy and some of the Real Housewives, like Toya and Kenya and Portia, don't make me call Portia, don't make me call Portia, um, were at night one of the Renaissance World Tour, and they posted like a video on Instagram, and Kenya was killing me, Kenya, um, what's her name, Kenya Moore, she was killing me, she was dancing like this, she was like, can you see me? Can you see me? If y'all watching the video, YouTube, Spotify, she was like, and then she turned around and she was like, like this was her, this was her dance. She was, that was her dance. But she was killing me. She was killing me. She was so funny in that video. I, I think Candy posted it. Maybe I don't remember. Um. Anyway, so they went night one. What I wanted to talk about is how night two. T.S. Madison was there, and she posted a video. She said, thank you for inviting me, Beyonce, and heavy on the inviting me, Beyonce. She posted a picture. She was there the same night Chloe and Hallie were with Candy. Candy went again night two with her kids, Kayla and Riley. She posted a picture with T.S. They all did, Candy, all of them, Chloe and them. Candy, T.S., Candy's kids, Chloe and Hallie, in the family section of the 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 audience like where jay-z sits stands and solange's son was there too and tina was there tina knows not lawson she's getting divorced tina knows <laughs> wait is her name knows that's her married name i wonder what her maiden name was because knows is michael's last name and lawson's richard's last anyway oh also tina knows lawson is getting divorced beyonce's mom's getting divorced Britney Spears announced, or not Britney Spears, but like the press leaked that Britney Spears and her husband Sam are getting divorced. And apparently he's trying to get more money. He's trying to contest their prenup and say she owes him more. I knew he was shady. I just feel bad for her because I'm like, who can Britney trust? 
I just feel bad. Like, damn. I feel like she can't catch a break. And he's hot, but it's like, I knew he was there for money. I knew it. And then a couple weeks ago, she was getting punched by the basketball player. Like, are y'all serious? I mean, not the basketball player. By the basketball player's security guard. Or slapped, or whatever the hell he did to her. He just, like, backhanded her. And he didn't even turn around. It was crazy. I don't remember if I talked about that. But I'm just like, damn, y'all pissing me off. Stop disrespecting Britney Spears. Stop disrespecting my mother. Um... I got to be honest, I'm not one of those gay people that was like a huge Britney Spears fan. But when I was at Pride, Bella was putting me on some like old Britney Spears. So, I mean, like I knew Circus. I knew Toxic. I knew um, It's Britney, bitch. I know I knew Work, bitch. Um, but I really didn't like know that much more Britney Spears. I'm, I'm a slave for you. I knew that one. But Bella showed me like my my prerogative. That's my prerogative. Oh my God! One that was my favorite. Bella showed me this a couple of years ago. It wasn't Pride, but love me, hate me, say what you want about me. All of the boys and all of the girls are begging to if you see me. Love me, hate me, but don't to see what I see. All of the boys and all of the girls are begging to if you if wait. I fucked up the second time. All of the boys and all of the girls are begging to if you seek Amy. If you seek Amy. If you seek Amy. Fuck me, bitch. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> ah, I'm stupid. Oh, my God. I'm stupid. That was funny. One more thing about the Renaissance World Tour. There's this video of Beyonce. There's one night she started and she was walking. It's during energy. Energy, I think. I think it's energy. Anyway, she's walking down the runway with the dancers, and they're, like, walking synchronized. And she and she didn't do her foot right. She was walking on the wrong leg. And so she literally went, boom. Like, she just, like, she held back for a second on one leg to, like, get back on the right step. And it was just so cunty to see the video. I don't know why. Because it's like she just fixed her leg placement. But it was so cunty. That's it. That's all I wanted to say about it. I just really, I've been watching that video over and over again. I bookmarked it on, on my burner account on Twitter. And I'm just like, watching Beyonce skip, do a little ball change to get back on her leg. So she's synchronized with the dancers. She's just a bad bitch. I love her. And I'm heartbroken I didn't see her in Atlanta, even though I already saw the show. Like, I don't know why I'm so upset. I'm acting like I didn't get to go at all. I'm <laughs> just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. And now I'm going to talk about Tori Lanez. Tori Lanez got 10 years. Um, in December, he was found guilty on three counts, three different... Ooh, there's a wasp outside my window. As long as it's outside, bitch. Because I'm not catching you outside. That's one thing I'm not. Stay away from me, America. Not messing with a wasp. Not messing with it. Anyway, Tori Lanez in December was found guilty on three counts, three different charges um, in the sh- case about shooting Megan Thee Stallion in the foot, having a gun on probation, etc., and he was sentenced last week, a couple days ago, and he got 10 years in prison, which he fucking deserves. You hear me? D-E-S-E-R, D-E-S-E-R-V-E-S, bitch, deserves. Oh, <laughs> you can tell I went to music school and dropped out, bitch. They didn't have spelling. <laughs> anyway, he deserves that prison time, every inch of it. But now, all of a sudden... Everybody want to come and act like they're prison reform activists. I'm not saying I don't support prison reform. I, suppl- I, I support the uh, severe reimagining of the police system, and I also support prison reform. With that being said, 
Tori Lanez is not the time to take that stance, bitch. You can talk about that any other time. And then you want to talk about Tori Lanez shooting a beautiful, gorgeous woman in the foot just because she wanted to leave his party. And so he gets gets mad with his short little ass. Play with somebody else. I'm talking to you, Iggy Azalea. There's this lady that <laughs> there's this lady that Black Twitter deemed Megan the reporter. Her name is spelled M-E-G-H-A-N-N. Period, Megan. Your parents was said, let me ask some letters. Um, and she's a reporter, but since she has the same name as Meg, obviously, they called her Megan the Reporter. And um, she is the one that leaked, not leaked, she wrote an article. I signed up for her mailing list and everything. She wrote an article about Iggy Azalea. Well, her dumbass. She there was a little thing in the article talking about some all the spellings and misspellings are direct quotes from Iggy Azalea letter, basically saying this bitch is dumb, because Iggy Azalea was spelling shit wrong. She was leaving out apostrophes and contractions. I'm like, girl, you ain't got a, you don't even need a proofreader, girl. We have the review spell check on Microsoft Word. Can you wake up anyway? You're writing a letter to a judge. Like, can you spell check that hoe? Even iPhones do that, girl. Anyway. It's like she's writing on a typewriter or something, her illiterate ass. Talking about some, oh, I've never known him to be aggressive. And I'm like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That's like somebody getting essayed by somebody else say, oh, well, they didn't essay me. I've never known them to be that way. Yeah, well, that person did. I'm just like, also, why are we trying to act? Megan did not bring up this case. Megan the Stallion, not Megan the Report. I'm talking about Megan the Stallion did not bring this case up against Tori Lynette. The state did. The state did. The state Megan did not do this. She was called in as a witness. The state brought this case. So for y'all to keep coming at Megan Thee Stallion over a case that she didn't bring up because she got shot in the foot? She didn't ask for that shit. She didn't deserve that shit. And she didn't sue him for it, which she should have. She should have pressed charges and taken his ass to court and then sued him for defamation afterwards. Because him cutting up them horse legs in that song, for that, in that music video for that song, are you serious? Are you kidding me? Clap if Tori Lanez deserves jail time, bitch. Round of applause. Everybody's on their feet jumping up and down. He deserves to rot for that behavior. He's trash. You heard me. Moving on, let's talk about Lizzo's lawsuit. Girl, this is one I'm a little scared for, too. Like, as I I pull it up, I want to bring up my news app. You know what I mean? Because, like, I don't just feel comfortable even discussing this all the way. It's not because I don't... Like, I've tried to understand it, but this one's different. Because while people are like, oh, Tori Lanez this, Tori Lanez that, I feel like I forgot to say something about him. But I don't... I didn't write it down. I'm like, that's my fault. If I didn't write it down, how am I supposed to remember? Anyway, people are like, oh, Tori Lanez doesn't deserve this for a crime that he committed. Like, you know, undeniably, he committed. Lizzo, on the other hand, this is situations, you know, that we weren't present for. And you want to believe victims. But it's crazy for somebody like um, Lizzo or, or, say, Kiki Palmer, right? who's starring in a music video for Usher after Usher, (laughs) after Kiki showed up to a Usher concert a couple of weeks ago in an outfit that her baby daddy deemed a little too revealing. So he took to Twitter and shamed her and said, put on some clothes, you're a mother. And then said, oh, I believe in traditional values and I'm the man of the household while not being the sole breadwinner of his family. That Darius doo-doo head. Um, 
then so Kiki Palmer reclaims this narrative that went incredibly viral on the internet and she does it just got dark in here I know that light got dark and she and she does a music video with Usher for a song called Boyfriend and then all of a sudden the internet turns on her saying she's corny and I don't mean the whole internet I mean like a lot of men, um, a lot of people supporting her baby daddy, which is ridiculous, because not only did he say that Alton Mason should have just uh, complied with the police in, in old tweets, but he also shamed her for an outfit and said, you're a mother, and then said he believes in traditional values on the internet while not making more money than his wife and while not being the sole breadwinner of his family. And to me, that just seems like it's obviously loser behavior. And why are you putting this business on the internet and not speaking to your wife, or, or your, excuse me, not your wife, your unwed baby mother, Mr. Traditional Values? Why are you doing this on the internet? I feel like there is no way that you can make me believe that Kiki Palmer is in the wrong for this, especially when she never directly addressed him or the situation at all, at all. She never said a fucking word about him. I couldn't be Wendy Williams on TV because I cuss too much. I'd have to censor myself or they'd have to beat me. But anyway, she didn't do anything. She didn't do a damn thing. Nothing. N-O-T-H-I-N-G. See, I can spell that one, bitch. She didn't do anything at all. At all, at all, at all. She never said anything about it. And then she does one music video capitalizing off the popularity of the situation while still not directly addressing it. She just says, oh, please, I'm a mother in the beginning of the video. Just, I mean, like, it's shade. Have y'all, have y'all never heard of shade? I don't understand why everybody's trying to clutch their pearls now. And back to Lizzo, it just feels like and to speak about the Lizzo situation also, the girls filed a case about her alleging things such as sexual assault, abuse, mistreatment, uh, you know, a sex shaming from a, a dancer, choreography person other than Lizzo, uh, Lizzo forcing them to touch a stripper's body at a club, like some serious accusations, as well as, you know, saying Lizzo fat shamed them and talked about a dancer's weights in front of other people. And you have Lizzo, who's built a platform on love and positivity and has frankly convinced everybody, uh, whether or not you like Lizzo, you believe she's positive. You know what I mean? And so then these dancers come out with very serious accusations that kind of floored me when I first read them. And then they go do an interview with TMZ and are basically like, oh, well, we just had a looming feeling of da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, um... Well, you can't build a lawsuit on a looming feeling. And so with this Lizzo situation, I wanted to bring it up because I uh, want you to know that I'm acknowledging the situation as a person who's worn Lizzo t-shirts in past episodes of this podcast. But I also, uh, with this one, I just need more time. And I need more information. Because it kind of seems... After, the, assault, after the, the lawsuit came out, I was like, wow. But after I watched the interview... I'm sorry to say it seems a little bit cash grabby, and I am very hesitant to say that due to the um, the nature of the internet in its current state, and oh, well, then you don't believe victims, and it's like, it's not that. I absolutely do. I just am a little confused by some of the things that the dancers um, have said in public about the case since the lawsuit has come out, and so I would just like to wait 
and have more information on this one. Tori Lanez, on the other hand, has was he was convicted in, in December, bitch. This was just the sentencing. So, like, he's been guilty. So don't try to say, oh, but da 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 But what I was going to say about um, Megan the Stallion being a victim of a shooting, Kiki Palmer capitalizing off of a situation without doing anything directly embarrassing to her baby's father... And Lizzo being a person who's on, uh, capitalized off of body positivity, it seems like the fall from graces have been insane. Now, Megan's not involved with this because Megan is a victim. But back to just what I was saying about Kiki and Lizzo is that the public opinion of them, well, you know what Megan does apply to this conversation. The way the public turned on Megan, a victim, turned on Kiki, a victim. And Lizzo, you know, to be determined, but the way people hate Lizzo in silence, as soon as they had a reason to hate, oh, oh, you have a lawsuit? Oh, people said you did something bad? I hate Lizzo! I hate you, fat Lizzo! Like Azalea Banks. Remember that video? She's like, I hate you, fat Lizzo. You're not stealing cupcakes thing. Azalea Banks is crazy. Um, But, like, the way that they're... The way that they're so quick to turn on people on the internet stresses me out, dog. It's like, I know some people, like, if Lizzo's truly guilty, she deserves the turning. But Kiki Palmer didn't do shit. Megan Thee Stallion is a victim. And so it just hurts my heart the way some of these women are treated. And it seems the way that black women don't get any allowances for shit. I'm like, damn, black women, they, oh, Jesus Christ. The internet's a scary place nowadays. I'm not saying a lot of people don't deserve the canceling. I'm just saying there's a lot of hate campaigns for a lot of people that don't quite deserve it. Don't deserve it at all, in actuality. But staying Twitter is dumb toxic. I'm like, sometimes I think about deleting my little burner Twitter account. Um, but then I, then I go through withdrawals. where I, Also, I'm not calling that shit X. I keep calling it Twitter because that's what it's called. Um, I'm not calling that stupid shit X. That's another thing. I talked about that already. But damn, Elon Musk is a dummy. <laughs> He's a dummy. I think he's stupid. Sorry, I do. Um, what else am I talking about? Rachel Zegler. Oh, so Rachel Zegler. Um, she was cast in West Side Story, and then she did the Shazam movie, and then she's in the new Hunger Games pre- prequel, and she's in Snow White that's coming out, the live action with Disney. And I used to watch her YouTube videos. She's from you know Jersey, and she did musical theater in New York City. And I used to watch her YouTube videos back when she had like. 20,000 subscribers, like, way back in the day, and I just loved her singing, and so I loved, you know, as you can imagine, watching her become this big star right before my eyes, it's crazy, because I was back when she had a couple thousand subscribers, you know, and um, anyway, so she did this interview where she said that she didn't really, she watched Snow White when she was a kid once and it scared her or something, so she didn't watch it a bunch. It wasn't one of her favorite movies as a kid. And a lot of people took that as, oh, she's talking shit about Snow White. Oh, so many people are more deserving. People who love the movie, da 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 kiki ka And um, I remember she even talked about Shazam one time and they were like, oh, how'd you like it? She's like, well, it's a job. And people are like trying to call her ungrateful and this and that and the otherwise. And I'm like... Y'all don't understand that movie star shit is not nearly as glamorous as you think it is. I'm not saying I'm a movie star or anything. I'm not saying I've ever worked on any real big budget productions because at this point I haven't. But I've done a couple of commercials here and there and I've done a couple of modeling campaigns. I've done some modeling jobs, you know. 
I've seen how production works in real time. And for those commercials, that is TV production. I mean, you know, it's production. And it's just not what you think it looks like. You know, and I'm sure, of course, with people like Rachel Zegler and big movies like that, there's more you know, budgets and you have PAs, people who assist you, stuff like that does make your life easier. But the job is a job. It's a job. And I'm like, you can really love some project or really, you know, have an emotional tie to some situation, but, but they're working. It's it's work. Like, they earn their money. I don't think... It's not just you walk on screen and you say the lines and that's that. I'm like, it is kind of, but there's a lot more to it. You do it tons uh, over and over again. The set days are long. The dialogue's always changing, probably, unless you're filming in a writer's strike and there's no writers. Um, it's, shit is... It's, it's a job. Like, I just don't understand why people are so mad at her. Like, get over it. I'm not saying she it's the best idea to publicly say things like that based on how people are obviously going to respond. But just because she's saying it don't mean it's not... Like, it's not untrue. Maybe it's inappropriate, but it's not untrue. I'm talking about the Shazam thing where she was like, oh, it's a job. As far as the Snow White goes, what did she say? She didn't watch this shit when she was a kid. I'm like, what's she supposed to do, lie? She's an actress. She's playing a part. Speaking of actresses playing parts, um, that Blindside movie about that boy who gets adopted by the white family and he's gets the scholarship and he's da 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 da. Um, that boy in real life, the guy that the the movie was inspired by, has come out and sued the parents because they didn't ever adopt him, apparently, and they tricked him into signing papers that made them, as in the parents, his conservators. As in a conservatorship, as in Britney Spears. And that's not adoption, bitch. That's a conservatorship. So all they did was have control over the, all the money he was making. And that situation's fucked up. Like, I don't even have much more to say about it than that. Like, he's obvious. I don't think he's going to have any trouble winning that case in court. That's fucked up. Now, a lot of people on Twitter, however, are now trying to make it about Sandra fucking Bullock. And the Sandra Bullock playing the part of the mother in the movie that's based on a true story. I'm like, first of all, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The family in real life are messed up, but they were also liars who were convincingly lying to people. They were doing, they're accomplishing what they were trying to do by lying. You know what I mean? Like they lied and people believed them. Sandra Bullock was playing a part in a movie that was written by other people based off of these other people with research done by these people and da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, Sandra Bullock probably don't even know these people. Sandra Bullock put on a blonde wig and showed up to her work, her job. Speaking of what I was saying about Rachel Zegler, job. And now people are trying to say that Sandra Bullock should get her Oscar taken away on Twitter. I'm not even going to talk about this for very long because that's ridiculous. That is stupid. First of all, let her keep her Oscar. And second of all, it ain't got nothing to do with Sandra Bullock. Especially because her husband, her long, or maybe not her husband, I think her long-term partner or something, the first, since like 2016, he passed away a couple of weeks ago from ALS. So he passed away from complications of ALS that they had kept secret. And two weeks later, now people are saying she needs her Oscar taken away because some people in the real life lied about abusing a child essentially and i'm just like can y'all touch some grass y'all need to direct this energy to the people in real life the people who knew what they were doing not the woman who was playing a part based off of a script that she read that was written by somebody else that she committed to memory and then performed on camera for monetary value like don't play with me and don't play with sandra bullock if you want to play with a white lady go talk to who's outside hello 
girl. I'm jumpy. What was that? Okay, I guess nobody's there. I don't like when that door closed. I can't see if there's a bo boogeyman about to get me or something. Anyway, I was going to say, if you want to reprimand a white lady, go talk to Jennifer Aniston for trying to make everybody come at Jamie Foxx for being anti-Semitic when he was just quoting a expression that black people have been saying for decades, if not longer. She was a post on her Instagram story talking about, I don't support this anti-Semitic language. And I'm like, what was anti-Semitic, Jennifer Aniston? So then you have all these people coming to Jamie Foxx a bunch of white people for a phrase they don't understand. And the whole time, the phrase is just a black colloquialism. He was like, if they, if they would, if they would stone, if they would kill, what did he say? They killed Jesus. So like, why wouldn't they kill you or something like that? And she was trying to act like, oh, he said that the Jews killed Jesus because apparently I learned throughout this process that that is something that um, people would say to be like anti-Semitic towards Jewish people that they killed Jesus, which I didn't know, number one. But all these white people, you see how I just said the phrase I learned throughout the situation? That's what all these white people in the situation did not do. Because if they opened their fucking ears, they would have learned that what Jamie Foxx was saying was a black colloquialism. Well, they stoned Jesus. Why wouldn't they kill you? You know what I mean? Like they heard because Jesus was... Jesus, and you're just a regular guy. So if they're going to do that to Jesus, why wouldn't they do it to you? You see what I'm saying? That's a thing that we have been saying. And all of a sudden, Jennifer Aniston, I don't even want to go too hard on that. I'm like, I like Jennifer Aniston too. So girl, why? What is wrong with you? Jamie Foxx just got over some life-threatening illness that almost took his life, literally. And then she wants to send the internet on him for being anti-Semitic when all he was trying to do was talk about one of his fake friends. That pisses me off. So Donald Trump got indicted again <laughs> for the fourth time, fourth time, this time in Fulton County, bitch. If you don't know, Fulton County is Atlanta, Georgia. That is my neck of the woods. And then somebody from the, the police chief, somebody, I watched a press conference. They were talking and they said he's going to have to take a mugshot <laughs> because the other people have let him got out of his take. They have let him get out of taking his mugshot. But Fulton County said, honey, we are taking no prisoners and we don't give any special treatment. So Donald Trump getting his mugshot. I'm very excited to see what he looks like under that horrible lighting. Like, girl. Anyway, Donald Trump got indicted. That's all I was going to say. I'm just excited to see his mugshot. It was him and like 20 other people. And I'm sorry. I know it's for a, a 2020 inter, interlection. It's for 2020 election interference. But I just can't bring myself to read a whole article about Donald Trump anymore. Like, I'm so tired of talking about that man. I'm so tired of reading news articles about him. I'm so tired of hearing his name. I'm so tired of seeing his spray tan and his floppy, thin toupee. I am so tired of him and his big beer belly gut and his doo-doo golf shoes and his nasty little stank doo-doo booty. I am so tired of Donald Trump. So all I know is that he's getting indicted for 2020 election, uh, election interference, this is his fourth indictment. This one's in Fulton County, and he got to take a mugshot this time. I just hope that they really can't jiggy, jiggy, jiggy wiggle his ass into the fucking Republican nomination. If he gets the fucking Republic nom the, the Republican nomination, and we have to vote between him and Joe Biden or whoever else gets the Democratic nomination again in a fucking election... I think I'm going to cry and sob. And I think I might literally need to gather my funds and pack my bags. Because I'm like, girl, can... Now, what else is going on? Like, you know, like, what else is there? What else is there to talk about? Like, can we get on with the show? I'm like, why do y'all want to be racist so bad? Like, why do y'all want to be homophobic so bad? Why do y'all hate trans people so much? 
What's the problem with immigrants? What's it about religious liberty? What is it about the separation of church and state? What is it about abortion, bitch? Why don't you believe science? Wee woo, wee woo. Like, what's the problem? You know what I mean? What's the issue? What is the problem? What is the issue? Anyway, moving on. Taylor Swift is projected to place five albums in the top 10 of the Hot 200 Billboard chart, and she would be the first living artist in history to accomplish this. Now, you can say whatever you want about that woman, and you ain't gotta like her, you ain't gotta buy her music, or lick her fingers. Why did I say that? But um, you have to admit that that is incredibly and wildly impressive. That's impressive. Five albums in the top ten of the albums chart, bitch. Most people can't sell 10,000 records no more. Much less put ten out or five albums in the top ten. Insanity. And that's next week's chart, I think. And like I said, it's just projected, too. I saw that on Twitter, but their projections are usually right, right? What if I just said that and it's not going to happen? <laughs> uh, maybe I just believed a random tweet. I'm kidding. It's true. Like 95% sure. <laughs> um, everything else was pretty well researched, though. I read so many news articles before I made this podcast. Like, I literally came home from my trip. It's Thursday. I came home on Monday. On Tuesday, I woke up to take my episode, and I've been researching since then. Yesterday and Wednesday. Uh, I mean, Tuesday and Wednesday I was researching because I'm like, I had to read so many articles. There was so like much like factual information I needed to proceed with this. That's why I just gave up with Donald Trump. I'm like, I'm over it. Excuse me. I burped. My mom would say, excuse the piggy pig. <laughs> so excuse me. Um, what am I talking about? Oh, so the reboot of The Real Housewives of New York has been on for like a month now. I think they're on episode four or five. And I'm loving it. Now, a lot of people in the Housewives community are not loving it. If you don't know what I'm talking about. So, The Real Housewives of New York did 13 seasons. And after season 13, they fired the entire cast. The entire cast. And hired all new people. And then just picked up again with season 14. And so, it's a reboot, but it's still season 14. And so, I've been watching it. And I love the girls. Like, to me, it just feels like a fun housewife show. I've seen... um, I've seen Atlanta first, and then I watched Beverly Hills, and then I watched Potomac, and then I watched Salt Lake City, and now I'm watching New York. And so that's what I was going to say is, while I'm loving these new girls, I also don't have anything to compare it to, because I hadn't seen the entirety of the original 13 seasons of The Real Housewives of New York. I haven't seen it yet. I am watching the first season, like, you know, they only put out one episode a week of the new season. So I'm like watching the Housewives of New York now from season one. And I like it. But I just feel like I don't understand maybe why some people were so resistant to the change. But I guess that's also because I don't have 13 years, 13 seasons of relationships with them yet. Because I'm only on the first season. So like, I'll keep watching and see. But anyway, so that's what all I was going to say now is that I'm watching the new reboot of New York, so season 14, but I'm also watching the old seasons from the beginning simultaneously. Um, and yeah, love it. And I always love The Real Housewives of Atlanta, and I'm always doing a rewatch of her because that show is just too good. Um, and speaking of Atlanta, both Nene and Kenya have done interviews with Carlos King. Nene had a two-parter come out, and then Kenya's 
I don't know if it's a two part, but the if so, the first part came out the other day. If not, the whole thing came out the other day, and I've watched about half of it so far. But I like watching them talk about housewives. There is no housewives girl that I'm ever gonna care as much about as I do like the the Atlanta girls, Nini, Kenya, Portia. Don't make me call Portia. Or Cynthia, love them. Love them, love them, love them. Um, I like Phaedra, even though I know she's fake-dra. She'd be li- she's, she's lie-dra. Lying-dra. Um, who else? No, they kind of take it for me. I'm not a huge Kim Zolciak fan, aside from Don't be tiny, fun of Pony. Don't be tiny, fun of Pony. Whoa, that's a banger. Like, literally, I'm not kidding. I love that song. Like, I'm full transparency, 100%. I love that song. After my third glass of wine, floated up to looking fine. Boys trying to get in line. Look like, looking like a VIP, covered in diamonds and something. She ate that. Forget about I know Candy wrote it, though. I mean, damn, Kim's stealing, for real. Candy wrote the song, but forget about work and the stress of the week. Oh, I love Candy too. I forgot to say her. I be watching the um the speak on it on her YouTube channel like every week. I love Candy. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's Housewives, and there's one little one little teensy weensy little baby thing. Mm, I want to talk about <laughs> that was so stupid. I am so all over the place this episode. Chaos, chaotic. I can spell that one too. C H A O T I C chaotic that's chaos and chaos is c-h-a-o-s i feel like i just need to prove i can spell now considering i couldn't spell that one word earlier deserves i couldn't spell deserves you know what i learned the other day you guys desserts backwards is what stressed desserts backwards. yeah stressed so that's funny <laughs> anyway, Addison Ray, um, like last year, Addison Ray. Yes, I know I'm talking about TikTokers. Addison Ray last year. It's because it relates to Lady Gaga, of course. Specifically, this era of Lady Gaga. Uh, I'm beautiful in my way, cause God makes no mistakes. I'm on the right track, baby. Why is this lint roller here? Have you been able to see this the whole time? That is embarrassing. Anyway, Addison Rae is apparently releasing a demo of this 2012 Lady Gaga, or I mean, a releasing a, a, a streaming, like, fully realized version of a, a demo, a 2012 Lady Gaga demo of a song called Nothing On But The Radio. And I just think that's crazy. That's all. I'm just like, how did Addison Rae get on a 2012 Lady Gaga demo 10 years later? Number one, and why did Lady Gaga not release a song that's this catchy? Number two. I just don't understand either of those things. And I just saw that online, so I wanted to bring you aware to it. Because I'm like, how did Addison Ray get a hold of this Lady Gaga demo? It's not even that with, that's most shocking. It's that it's 10 years old. I'm like, it's this old, deep-cut demo. Who told you? Like, who? where did this... How did this happen? How did this manifest? And apparently, Addison Ray's version has been leaked for like a whole year or something like that. And... Yeah, and now she's, like, just now about to release it or something. I don't really know. But I just think that's crazy. So, um, I'll listen to it when it comes out. But I like the Lady Gaga demo. I'm a fan of Lady Gaga demos. Like, the Art Pop Act 2 demos. Like, Cake Like Lady Gaga. And the one about the... I don't remember. I'd have to go on SoundCloud. 
I don't remember the name. Cake like Lady Ga Lady Gaga was on here. Cake like Lady Gaga. Cake like Lady Gaga. Huh. I can't find it. I don't have SoundCloud on my phone. Maybe I'll talk about unreleased Lady Gaga demos next episode. Uh, because this one is coming to a close. I feel like I've been talking for years and the light has literally changed so dramatically. So I feel like the sun has like traveled to another part of the sky. And that's how long I've been talking for. So I hope... You enjoyed this return to Code Blizzy. The bitch is back by popular demand vibes. And I will be back here next week. Same time, probably, if I'm not late. And yeah, I'm trying to establish some sort of like posting schedule, like some sort of consistency. But y'all know me. If you stick around, y'all know me. So we'll see. But. See you back here next time. You can watch any of episodes 1 through 44 while you wait for me, though. And I hope you think of me, think of me, think of me fondly when we say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Let me blow a kiss. I'm trying to make that a thing still. See you later, ho. <laughs>